Hey kids, welcome to the anniversary episode of the SML Podcast. It's a monumental achievement to be able to say that this show is celebrating its 10th year of being alive and it... Wait, what? This is the 11th anniversary? Please tell me you're kidding. Why didn't Joe tell me it was time for the 10th anniversary intro? What do you mean he did? When? Oh, hang on. Scrolling back. Seriously, Facebook Messenger's search feature can kiss my entire ass. Okay. On January 21st, 2023, at 5.53 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, what did he say here? Baby doll. February 2nd episode is the 10th anniversary of SML. Any chance you can whip up an intro for the show? Uh, so, hmm, it's a monumental achievement to be able to say that this show is celebrating its 11th year of being alive. A podcast about video games and music and all the nonsense that goes along with it. And it's in the throes of its tween age years. It's kind of bonkers to think that this show has reviewed games for studios that were born after the first episode and have since folded. Yet we're still here doing as much a service to them as possible. How do you like that? Anyway, since it's 2024 and AI is probably going to replace me as the intro concoctinator for the show, I thought I'd get a head start on it and ask ChatGPT to come up with some snarky new slogans for the podcast to see if it's any good at writing things yet. Here were some of the highlights. 11 years of gaming insights because apparently we still haven't found a better way to spend our time. More episodes than successful speedruns. That's saying something. Brace yourselves for another year of questionable gaming opinions and even worse jokes. Gaming discussions so riveting, we're surprised we haven't put ourselves to sleep yet. More episodes than in-game collectibles, but just as useless. Leveling up in podcast, at a pace that puts grinding in RPGs to shame. Celebrating 11 years of making you question your life choices, and ours. Because spending over a decade analyzing pixels is a totally valid life choice, right? Achievement unlocked. 11 years of podcasting. We're as shocked as you are. Our podcast is like a fine wine. It gets better with age, but some still think it tastes like vinegar. 11 years in, we still haven't figured out how to mute our own mic properly. Because gaming podcasts are a dime a dozen, but ours is worth at least two cents. The podcast that's been around longer than your favorite game's loading screen. Well, the robots still suck at writing. 
so maybe I have another year before Joe replaces me with some synthetic crap. Until then, here's to another year of small, medium, large. Or is it Sloth Mating League? Stealthy mime liberation? Surreptitious mustache land. To honor the 11th anniversary, here's a new theme song in the comfortable and familiar time signature of 11-8. Something the robots wouldn't do. Why wouldn't they? Because who in their right mind writes in 11-8? Freaking music nerds do. That's who. All right, all right, all right. Shut up. Cue the song. I was always told I'd hate Jacob, and I don't hate you yet. Yet. Don't worry, give it five minutes. Yeah, I was going to say, give me like five dick jokes, and then uh, you'll you'll start hating me. I'm surprised you included the word jokes in that. Ouch. What's up, everybody? This is the Eskimo Podcast. I'm your host, Joe. Uh, Aki's here. Jacob's here. Bree's here. Our good friend Lloyd Berry's here. How is everyone doing? Yeah, I'm I glad you back. answered, Lloyd, because no one else <laughs> fucking did. I did. No one ever does. I know. How's everyone doing? And it's silent. I'm, I'm the someone who listens, and nobody ever answers. <laughs> I That's always fair. answer. I just usually wait until someone else starts. So how's um, everyone doing? Let's try this again. I my only real better. good answer is stressed. Yay. You're dressed. You're. I mean, that's that. Stressed. Stressed. I mean, oh, stressed. Oh, stress. There's, so okay, there's dressed more to that. Word. I was us. like, dude, I do this. I do this show pantsless all the time, and nobody's giving me a fucking medal about it. Well, I'm. You don't. I'm in are, pain. Are you about to give me a medal for it? No. Oh. No, I'm going to ignore you and move on. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm, everyone does. So, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I'm in pain, but I, saw my, but I saw my doctor today, and he prescribed something that he says will take care of all of it. But I can't start taking it until tomorrow, because oh. I'd already taken something else today that I can't can't take within 24 hours. Oh, that sucks. Um. Did someone clap? I heard no, clapping. I I squeeze. Uh, I was squeezing the last of the stuff out of a water bottle. Oh, the last of the stuff out of a water bottle. Like, Eating the shit out of that bottle. She she I, clapped her water bottle. I I really honestly I I want to tell you what I thought it sounded like was the the distant sound of spanking. <laughs> I mean, like I, it was I mean, very that could be arranged for if you want. Like you had a paddle Aki, and there was someone chained up across the them. room, and it was just like one good smack. I'm just, I'm just reading our our scheduling and planning chat right now. Our little private chat for us co-hosts. And, uh-huh. uh, good job, Aki. I'm proud of you on that. I one. said I was going to tell you. <laughs> I wanted to do it immediately. Oh man! So. 
it's a special episode, as people probably could tell by that really long intro we had on this episode. Uh, George, mm. thank you so much for doing a new intro for the show. Uh, we have missed you so much. Thank you for the special bonus intro song as well. It is absolutely insane, and I'm sure we'll use it a lot more over the coming years. But uh, yeah, it is our 11th anniversary. Can you believe that shit? No. That's... Yeah, that's pretty wild. 11 years. 11 years and you finally get a PlayStation person on. Yeah, it's well now we've had a lot of PlayStation people on the show. I've just finally checked out of being one. So now now the Thursday shows are like completely devoid of PlayStation anything. So yeah, if we're I'm a PlayStation if, person, I'm just a PlayStation two person. That's all <laughs> right. I'm there with you on that one. Like the best console ever made PlayStation two. I can say that it yes, is fine. Was great. all of my JRPGs on PlayStation. 2, exactly. Yes. yes. Uh, it's just since then they've gone downhill. That's all. And yeah. now they just kind of really blow donkey balls. It is. I what finally it is. found it a happens. home for the PS three because it yeah. never got used. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I I don't have my PS2 anymore, but I've got my 3, 4, and my 5. Is your yeah, 3 backward compatible with the 2? No. Or do you, uh, you don't have one of the early models? Damn. No, I that, did, that the and, I then, and then the heatsink came off the uh, mm. off the board, uh, which is, it was so a known... Hardware. <laughs> which was a known issue with that. Yep. So I got the yellow light of death. Yeah, that's a and little standby. Ended up replacing it with the with what was then current, which was the one with the sliding cover on the top. Oh. Yeah, I got into the PS4 with the Metal Gear model. And that one was just like partially backward compatible. So I I only had like I don't know, partial PS2 playability, and at least they had full PS1 compatibility. That stayed the whole lifespan of the PS3. Yeah, my PS4 is still one of the one of the original PS4s. That's still impressive. Too. With how many PS4s I've been through, that is impressive. <laughs> oh, I don't I know if you listened to the really show unlucky. back then or not. Oh man, I, I had I had the worst luck with PS4s years ago when they first them? five in a year. Jesus, yeah, you're I just really unlucky. The year. I think I started listening about a year before Cole left. Mm. I don't even remember when that was because I'm old and forgetful. You you are not old. I'm getting there, and then yeah, a month, you got a ways another got, year closer. I've been you here still, for 400 episodes. I'm you fall. still have a few years to go to catch up to me. Oh, I'm working on it. I'll get you, Lloyd. I'll get you. But uh, we figured we would get you on the show because there was a Sony State of Play event. We could talk about that. A lot of Sony news to discuss. Uh, first off, who saw the show or at least who caught the highlights? I watched the whole thing from beginning to, well, mostly from beginning to end. I skipped all the developer little conversation talks because I didn't care. But I was a fucker this time. I just rewatched it too, so it would be fresh. Jacob is quiet. I didn't watch didn't it. Anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you, I, did I you see any, any of the news, Jacob? No. Okay. I don't really I do. blame him. There's only a couple games worth mentioning. 
It was like that a forty-minute show that could have been condensed to like twenty. This it could didn't have been even an email. Be twenty. It could have been ten. No, I, I agree. Off I'd agree with twenty. You gotta 20 show off footage and gameplay. You need time. The last twenty minutes of it was just one game and one person talking about their game. The well, no, game. He, twenty minutes. No, nope, no. Nope. He talked about his upcoming game. That's after the game they showcased. It's something we still don't care about because that's like years. Well, ago. yeah, and we'll get there. <laughs> We'll get there eventually. I'm yeah, we'll sure. we'll get there at the end. But let's start with the beginning. They started off with a new gameplay trailer for Helldivers Two, which is out next week on PS Five and PC. Uh, I kind of oh, hope my PC can that. run this because I'm interested in this one. It's it's the Starship Troopers game we want. Yeah, yeah. That's the very first thing I thought of when I saw that was oh Starship Troopers. Okay. Hmm. And, I, and then you were I like, oh, like shit, that. I can cool. run that now. <laughs> I probably and I, can, I will tell you, the, the showcase that they did made me more interested than the extended one they did with the devs doing gameplay with the voiceover and everything. Uh, they need to just never I, do voiceover ever again. I just Bam. checked out on that one. <laughs> I would rather does. just see plain gameplay than like when they, when they, I hate it when they have the forced multiplayer and they have people using like hip cool lingo, like someone's on your six. Oh, I'll snipe them from the tower and shut the fuck up. No one talks like twenty three skadoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happens is, oh shit, someone's behind you. Oh, you're dead. Never mind. That's yeah. There, there's that's not enough profanity in those videos. There's got to be yeah. one instance of oh fuck 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 fuck. Yeah, and there's none of that. stuff out. Yeah, that, I call anything out, the person's already dead. <laughs> that voice that voice chat stuff was as forced as if I started co- talking about somebody's riz. <laughs> oh god, please don't. Take it. Oh, I want riz. <laughs> How's my riz? Oh, it is fantastic. It's rizzle on the dizzle, I think. Is that what it is? I, I think I just threw up a little in my mouth. That what it is all? Well, Anyway, after that was Stellar Blade, which got an extended yes. gameplay trailer. Uh, that is releasing April 26th. I think it looks good, but I it think looks Nier so looks better. Really? Yeah. See, to me, I thought Stellar Blade looked beautiful. Granted, I'm also biased. I've been watching it since before it had a proper We name. know why you've been watching, Aki. <laughs> yeah, I, very obvious. Yeah, that, that very like heavy fan named? service. The My only first thought was Hockey is interested in this game. <laughs> well, no, I've known about it since it was called Project Eve way back when, and I was excited about it then for much the same reason, <laughs> honestly. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then Sony it, snagged up the rights and which canceled it for other everywhere else, and I hope it eventually it shows up on good. PC at least. I hope so, because it, it actually looks really good. I really yeah. like the graphics of it, because it reminds me of all those Korean MMOs that are super <laughs> popular and super good-looking that everyone talks about that no one ever seems to actually play. Like, <laughs> it looks so good, and I'm like, that's kind of cool. And it, it seems to have maybe a Souls-like style of gameplay, because all the combat really seemed like it was hack-and-slash mixed with Souls- Born style gameplay because it seemed like they were fighting a lot of singular, really large monsters. 
And I'm kind of for that. It looks kind. Of, it looks really good, and I like lots of the stuff they talked about the game. Yeah, my notes were an anime Bloodborne for Aki. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you get to dress yeah. up your character. There's different outfits, and when you put the outfit on, it actually changes what she looks like in that. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> Not enough games do, do shit like that. <laughs> Aki is so ready for this game. Oh, uh, I want it so bad. <laughs> after that was Sonic and Shadow Generations. been announced for this fall. Uh, it was later confirmed it's going to be hitting all platforms. It is a re-release of Sonic Generations with all new Shadow the Hedgehog content included as well. Thoughts on this oh. one? It'll probably be fine. The first one, I think, from everything I've heard, the original one was fine. So it should be fine because all it added was, you get to play as Shadow. Cool. <laughs> Jacob, any I don't really Sonic thoughts? I care about Shadow, but... No, not not until later in the news. Oh, jeez. Which means there's apparently TV or movie news. All right, cool. Oh, we'll yeah. get there. It'll be uh, Sonic Movie Watch. Don't you worry. Good. It's been a while. Stay since tuned, kids. Stay tuned. Wait, uh, if you're a kid, why are you listening to this? Foam Stars got a trailer. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Uh, you missed Zenless, one. Zenless Zone Zero got a trailer. I forgot that one. It's Hoyoverse. I just tune all of that out. It yeah, that one, that one. I'm not even sure what that game is. What? What was it? Zenless Zone it Zero, like? the Hoyoverse game, Genshin game. Oh yeah, it's Genshin. That's they're making two more new Genshin style games, and that's uh, just one of them. That's all it is. Okay. It's just another Genshin. Yeah. Uh, Foam it, Stars got a new gameplay trailer, and it's coming free for PS Plus members this month, which we'll talk about more later on. But uh, new trailer, uh, I'm still not sold on this. I'd rather play Splatoon. I don't well, think that's really sold on it. <laughs> yeah, my I w used to think, okay, if I wanted to play this, I'll just buy Splatoon. But if it's coming free, yeah. I'll I mean, try there's it. no reason not to try it if it's free with Plus. Yeah. That's the smartest thing that they're doing with this. And free there, with Plus. Instant a couple, audience. A couple years back, there was another game that nobody had heard of that that day one released to PS Plus as well. Uh, have you guys ever heard of Fall Guys? Or Rocket yes. League? <laughs> yeah. So, who knows? It might take off like that, or it might just... Things, those Failed games had better hype before they released. Like people were excited about Fall Guys, but people yeah. were excited about Rocket League before they hit. And most people are pretty apathetic about Foam Stars. Yeah. Like I hope it does well. I hope it proves me wrong, and I hope it explodes and expands. Because yeah, it's like no, Fall it's just like genre. I have a what? I said, do you have an inflation fetish? Okay. Yeah, and foam explodes and expands. It does. Yeah. Anyway, Dave the Divers coming to PS5 this April with Godzilla DLC releasing in May. That's oh, did somebody cool. call me? Hey, Chris is here. <laughs> I, well, I heard you mentioned take you the talk. I heard you mentioned Godzilla. I had to come running. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hi. Happy Chris, 11th anniversary. Boy, this is Chris. Thank you, Chris. I How like are you doing today? I'm good. Just got off work for the weekend. Looking forward to vegetating. I just uh, downloaded Myth Force, so I might check that out. 
Death Force. Is that the like the cartoon looking cartoon. shooter, the 80s yeah, cartoon style the, one? The cartoon FPS roguelike. I have no idea what to expect. That one was pretty cool it from what pretty. I saw. I remember watching ID play that game and it Right on. I anyway, I didn't mean to I got motion it. sick. <laughs> I just want to say from 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 the person who has uh technically been involved with the show the longest, I think, out of everyone else here. Jacob uh, may have you beat a little because he was on like one I, of the super early ones. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was I was on one of the single digit episodes if I remember correctly. Okay. Well, as but the I think second Chris was listening back then, anyway, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, just as a, as an old timer of this show, I just want to say happy eleventh and uh, and it's great. I'm glad you made the time to join us and say hi. I wasn't sure if anyone would be able to. Yeah, I was about to take a nap, but then I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing the, the Discord thing. Okay. What do you think of Dave the Diver coming to PS5 and Godzilla DLC releasing for it? I find that Godzilla almost always shows up in video games I don't actually want to play. <laughs> <laughs> With the big exception, of course, being Giga Bash, which was fantastic. Um, but yeah, I was like, Dave the Diver, really? Like, I mean, it looks fine. I'm glad. What do you think of Godzilla hitting Minecraft, too? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Another yo, game. <laughs> yo, my kids went apeshit <laughs> over that. Which, ah, I don't know if there's a Kong skin in there. But yeah, uh, so they actually started playing the Godzilla thing the other day, and they are fucking loving it. Nice. Uh, there's a bunch of different Godzillas you can run around as. Uh, you have to fight other monsters and, like, destroy tokyo and stuff like that and but like a purchasable um, mode or what is it I, dude i have no idea my kids uh, are just like oh my god minecraft and i'm like okay i don't whatever um yeah as far as i know they didn't have to purchase it but i i but it also might have been something one of their friends has like so they might have gotten invited into like the realm or no. whatever I don't or you'll know. find out on your billing statement if you do. <laughs> no their accounts do not have the ability to purchase stuff thank god um, yours does hmm. uh, I guess they won't be going to college <laughs> <laughs> if they have your brains I don't think they would be anyways man you know I have three degrees right no way. Yeah, you could shit on yeah. Jacob a lot, but he's actually pretty smart. Yeah, I have two bachelors and a master's. Holy shit. What are your degrees in? Now I'm interested. Accounting in English and a MBA. Oh, all the stuff I had no interest well, in. Well, I stopped I being interested. Thank you. I, I, I've got <laughs> a bachelor's honest, in the only, one I, the only one I truly enjoyed was the English degree. Um, and before, like, uh, Scott Adams went off the fucking deep end. I honestly got more out of Dilbert books than any of my business textbooks. I'm dead fucking serious. <laughs> dead serious. Like oh, it made me hilarious. so it made it made me so sad when like he ended up being this like racist dipshit because like Dilbert. Honestly, you learn so much from that. Like it presents better case studies in most books, like business it's, textbooks. It's depressing how, as we get older, we see so many people we looked up to turning into like maggot idiots. Oh yeah, no, mm -hmm. like, like I mean, I I know I keep, I'm going to keep going back to Scott Adams on this. Like I actually like wrote him a letter and was just like, you know, hey, like you know, like thank you, like I got into Dilbert because like 
back in eighth grade, I realized I could have, like, I didn't get Dilbert. And then one day, like, it suddenly clicked that, like, my middle school teachers were the pointy haired boss and, like, my coworkers were, <laughs> like, you know, I was Dilbert and, like, my friends in, in junior high were, like, the coworkers and stuff like that. And, I, like, all of a sudden, it just clicked for me. And, like, and I wrote about that and, like, how much, like, I was getting out of his comic strip than the textbooks. And he actually, like, wrote, like, took the time to write back to me. And I was like, oh, wow. And then, yeah, like ten years later, he's this like racist fucking asshole, and it's just like, like I've got all my no, I've got all my Dilbert books, and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this because it's just like it's not like they're not bad books, but like he's a bad person. Like, what do you think uh, like WWE fans feel right now with all the news going on with Vince McMahon? Oh man, like the people. Wait, I thought we to- already. I thought we always knew he was a problem. Oh well, yeah, but not this bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's I bad. mean, like it's. Really I mean, I, I think everyone assumed <laughs> that he was a piece of shit, but not that big of a piece yeah. of shit. But like a carny piece. Yeah, of shit. Not I've a, heard some of that. Like news a real and, piece of shit. Yeah, huh. he was Carney a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> do, I wait, do I even want to know what this new news is? No, no. Right. Okay. okay. I you, get this. He is being <laughs> investigated by the feds right now <laughs> the feds have actually like they've they've actually been like oh shit we actually need to get it on this investigation and so he's now being uh investigated for sex trafficking crimes oh he did oh you know who yeah the feds, you know who the feds haven't investigated godzilla Abe the diver godzilla <laughs> That is fantastic. Godzilla and Dave the Diver are both innocent when it comes to sex trafficking crimes. Exactly. And I'm wondering if it's coming to more platforms, Dave the Diver, to more (laughs) platforms. I wonder if sex Uh, trafficking is coming to more platforms. Isn't Dave the Diver going to be on everything once it gets to PlayStation? I I don't know. I think they only announced it for PlayStation. It's out on PC on Steam. Yeah. I don't know if it's out anywhere else yet. I thought it was out on Xbox too. Nope. Oh. It seems like it should be like a simple enough game to put like on Switch. I would imagine they're gonna release it everywhere and that this event being PlayStation, they just announced it for PlayStation there. I'm gonna guess PlayStation bought like a few months exclusive on it at least. Oh. Dave the Diver is on Switch. Oh, is it? There yeah, I'm looking at it right now. There you go. It's everywhere but it. Xbox. Uh, as the good that, lord intends. I would play that game. It actually looks like a pretty <laughs> decent game. I, think I only I, see. Who did I I've heard. Yet? I've heard good things about it. Yeah, yeah I only fun. see the dredge <laughs> content pack though, so I don't know about Godzilla. But as soon as Godzilla is on there, I'm spending the money. Godzilla's Godzilla isn't out till May. Yeah. yeah, so I'll do. I'll do it then. Because I, I, if I'm gonna play something that has Godzilla in it, Dave the Diver is the best looking of the of the bunch of the options um, <laughs> of the options. Yeah, it, like when Godzilla and King Kong did the Call of Duty thing, I, I didn't really even <laughs> flinch. I was just like, whatever. I'm just gonna miss that. <laughs> didn't I ask you about like a turn based strategy game that involved yeah kaiju, the voxel. and you're like you're like why voxel can't Godzilla they game. ever release a Godzilla game in a genre I like. Like, yeah, I just want well, to stomp on buildings, please. It's just they've they've done yeah. the Godzilla strategy game thing before, and there's already like rampage. a mobile game. Yeah, it's like, um, well, I mean, anything that comes close as close as possible to destroy all monsters melee is a winner. Yeah. 
anything that comes close to Godzilla 2 on the NES, which is a military tactical strategy game that looks like a Koei strategy game, um, is a miss. <laughs> so, like, those are the two I, I extremes. Just like a God, Godzilla versus King Kong, like, rampage style game where you just yeah. go into a city and you fucking obliterate it. That would be there was, so fucking There was fun. one on, uh, on, uh, uh, Game Boy Advance that was kind of like that. Yeah, Domination oh, was uh, was really close to King of the Monsters, actually the the Neo Geo arcade game. It's a good one too. I actually yeah, really like I, it. I liked it. Uh, I used to play the because uh, I downloaded it. I played the ROM quite a bit. But, Wait, did uh, I? Yeah, I, I got it right. Domination. I was like, miss. Uh, I get it mixed told- up with the DS game sometimes. Listen, you could have told me it was Godzilla's Ice Cream Express, and I would have been like, yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> I would, I would enjoy a Godzilla's uh, Ice Cream Express. Yeah, Godzilla Unleashed <laughs> is the DS game. That was actually not too bad, but not as good as Domination. You want to know anyway. what looks good to me? Was that the next game in the state of play looked pretty good? <laughs> That's my cue to leave. Back on topic. <laughs> Uh, you had now, Chris, or did you want to stick around for news? What's the next bit of news? Uh, v Rising is a Diablo-like game that was shown off that's releasing later this year for PS5. That's survival-based. Okay, yeah, I read that there's survival elements, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about this one, but it looks really good, so I don't know. I've heard, oh, yeah, it's very pretty. I've heard it described as Valheim with vampires. Interesting. Hmm. Something that uh, a lot of people were excited about. Silent Hill, the short message, was announced and released that day. For free. That looked For free, really that's good. right. Did you play it? Yeah, already, I haven't played it, but I've downloaded it. Ah. I was going to say, is it truly a free game, or is it one of those things where it's like, you know, pyramid head swords coming at you, and it's like, you know, paid nine $1.99 for the Don't Die DLC? <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a pretty short game, like a couple hours long would be my guess. Just my from guess what is, the trailer showed. Yeah, I, I obviously nice. haven't played it because I have a PS5. I'm guessing it's along the lines of like PT. As long as it doesn't get the that. PT treatment. Yeah. Oh, no, th- I think this is all it is just what it is. It's I don't think this is a demo. This is just what it is. Um. It I looked, thought it, I it thought it was oh yeah, they, so they, they, up they described they too. described it as a full game. Uh, well, a full but short game. Right. I thought it was some kind of build up to Silent Hill 2, which also got a brand new special look, although no release date was announced. Personally, I I prefer the trailer uh way back when for Silent Hills re- 2's remake than I did the gameplay. The gameplay just looked really ugly to me. It's being made by Bloober Team. Yeah, I was just saying so, it should run fine. So Lots of people are worried about that, but I'm like, they are they do good work. Yeah, yeah. Is that can we get a remake of the first game as well? Oh. Yeah, I was just gonna say I was happy to hear that music again because I like the I like Akira Yamaoka's music. But uh, did I ever tell you the reason why um, about the Akira Yamaoka thing? I don't remember if I was on this show yet at that point. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, oh, I'm the thing. I, I played a show with him. I got to play bass. Uh, wow. Yeah, That's cool. Yeah, it was Yeah. Is that a show in Houston? Um, it was very fun. That's but, yeah. cool. So I had it's to like, learn a, like a lot of those to songs. play with musicians at MAGFest. Like, people are like, oh, I got to play with David Wise, or I got to play with uh, uh, Frank Klepacki. It's, oh, holy shit. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, 
I recommend everybody who plays music to play with composers. <laughs> if you can play sing with it. people who know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was very, very nice um, and very gracious. It was a, uh, it was a great time, and almost no videos or. Came out of it, which I was very surprised about. I was like, wow. "Oh, this is cool! Somebody will grab it and put it on YouTube, and then I can watch it later." And yeah, like two songs ended up on YouTube, and they're not good quality. Uh. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Oh well, it's fine. Anyway, that was at least you still have the memory until you get old enough that you start forgetting it. Exactly. Yeah, I'll forget that. Who's, and who said that? <laughs> who are you? It'll be Why just in time for the in Jacob who said that. <laughs> Maybe yeah, on the four three release of Silent Hill two, I'll like be <laughs> jarred into remembering it. Oh yes, I remember. <laughs> oh man! Anyway, after that, a game called Judas was shown off. Yes, it I is the that. new game from Ken Levine, creator of Bioshock, and uh, the influences are very much there. You can this yeah. looks like I, I made. I wrote down two notes about this. They're both short. The first one was. Go on. <laughs> and and the second was the quote from the end where it said, fix what you broke. I want to know more about this. Well, from the original trailers way back when, it seemed like there's some sort of uh, time mechanic in the game where maybe time brings you back to the beginning of the game or something. Uh, at least that's what it appeared to be from... Oh, God. The I was a year or two ago. Yeah, I was getting a little bit of uh, Matrix vibes for the time loop stuff. Mm, that could be. It, I want to know more, tell. no matter what. Yeah, it looks really. Oh, yeah. I I want it, no matter what. I don't. I don't even care. I just. Yeah, they confirmed it. it will be hitting PC and Xbox as well. So that'll be uh, branching out to more platforms. Uh, yeah, but no date. Still just saying in development. Yeah. Something that uh, also doesn't have a date yet, but Aki also wants, is Metro Awakening VR. Yeah, that looks That's good. right. I a PSVR 2 game was shown off. <laughs> Ooh. And they but we'll get to the next one, to the second one. I was interested in Metro Awakening, except I have no interest in PSVR 2. Uh. For three reasons. I have a large head, I wear glasses, and I'm left-handed, so all the controls would be backwards. Uh, I know a lot of games do have options to switch handedness. Uh, it comes down to the game, but I, I don't know how Metro would work. Yeah. Or the next one, Legendary Tales, which I know a lot of people are, are kind of losing their mind over. I could uh, that game looks like that could be kind of fun to play. It, it looks like it could be an interesting grabbing game. a skeleton by the throat and punching it in the face. Yes, that <laughs> looks like fun. Yeah, you it can looks also like use something that would only be good in VR, though. Like it looks like if yeah. this was a standard oh, yeah. game, it wouldn't. Like it just it doesn't look as polished. It doesn't seem to be and play as smoothly. It's just you you have that VR jank you got to deal with. Yeah, the games like this are, they have to be VR or else they would uh, be, what's the nicest way I could put this? They'd be shit. Um, <laughs> so they have to be VR. That's the only way games like that would be good. And that's, uh, it's a shame that that's really the only way you could do that because they look so cool. 
Yeah. <sighs> Something else that looked really cool and that's not VR based is Dragon's Dogma 2. That is coming out March 22nd. Yeah, we'll probably see more of that in February at the next state of play. And we'll probably see it another 15 other times before it comes out and different other things because they really like the show they came off. So, yeah. It looks good. Anyone interested in Dragon's Dogma 2? Anyone picking it up? Never played the it first will... one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't play the first one either, but it looks it interesting. Looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, I still need to play the first one. <laughs> Has anybody so, here played the first one? I played Doesn't it for like an like hour. It. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and it was years ago, so I don't remember shit. But the new one looks yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to play both Remember, of I have them. the first one and never played it. <laughs> I don't want how to tell you how the second one even is. get made. No one's played the first one. <laughs> but we hell? bought it. We bought it, so they made yeah, money off the enough. sales of that. What, what's I, what's I with buy this? It. We. <laughs> I didn't buy it. Well, I bought it twice, so there you go. Oh, so you bought me a copy? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who I think I might also then? own it. Oh, it's on sale right now. Is it? There you go. It's yeah, it, it's on sale. Yeah, that's the thing is I bought the physical. It wasn't very expensive. So I was like, oh, this is an open world game. I'll I'll try this. I hear it's great. And then uh, I just went on the shelf. And then uh, the digital version went down to like five bucks or something. I was like, well, I might as well download it, too. Holy shit. That's how much it is on Xbox right now. Yeah. Yeah. It frequently goes. It frequently goes down to that much. And so, <laughs> yeah, they got me. Do we know if the second one is going to have multiplayer or just single player? I believe it has some form of multiplayer. I don't know if it's like you, synchronous you or if AI it's an asynchronous a weird least. companion kind of deal. I don't really know what they're doing with this one. I I know you get two companions in the game that are AI driven, I believe, uh that you can more or less summon, I think is uh, the store page just says single like? player, so there is no multiplayer element to the game. Okay. That is disappointing, but it doesn't mean the game will be bad. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It anyway, looks, it looks really good. Wait, uh, it turns out I don't it, own this game. Huh. Well, time to buy it. It's only five bucks. Yeah, but I, like, I thought. Yeah, I for that price, I'll buy it. What was. Uh, I don't know. I could have sworn. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. It wasn't out on 360. Maybe you're thinking. Yeah, it was Dragon on 360. H. Maybe that's what Ubisoft meant when they said you don't actually own your games. <laughs> <laughs> just randomly disappear. Yeah, but Jacob, it is. Yeah, on they like the pirate our money, but they don't want us pirating their games. Hmm. Anyway, another game releasing March twenty second. I was amazed they showed these back to back. Rise of the Ronin got a new gameplay trailer and is also releasing March twenty second. So that and Dragon's Dogma are going to be going head to head. Oh, Dragon's Dogma is going to win. <laughs> can I? Uh, I don't know. Can I call it? Can we call it um, Grand Theft Edo? <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Rise of the Ronin. I, I liked what I saw at the traversal in the game. Grappling to a high point, gliding out, and then landing on your horse. <laughs> it looks what was your cool. favorite Ronin game, Chris? Oh, uh, clearly Shadow of the Ronin, the Revenge to the Samurai. My <laughs> soul hurts. That's um, the one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> save that scream. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of a uh, what the fuck, 
Oh, got it. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce it. <laughs> there was we're, this, we're sticking I, with I, you I until you get this out. <laughs> I was really, like, I was confused, and I was thinking of a different Xbox 360 game that I was like, wait, didn't I already own this game? And uh, about Dragon's Dogma still, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. Cause, well, because I had to go Christ. hunt down and figure out what the hell I was thinking of. Asura's Wrath. Are you talking about... Oh, okay. Oh, Asura's I was like, are you talking Wrath, about right. Kingdoms of Amalur? No, not that. I, I was, I was honestly thinking of Asura's Wrath. Like, oh, okay. for Which some reason, I thought that was... nothing like that. <laughs> yes, I've picked up on that, Aki. Thank you. Helpful as always. Dickbag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just confused how you could mistake, like, a wrestling uh, game for Grand Theft Auto is basically what you've just compared these two extremely different games together. Uh, I don't understand co- how you confuse the covers, them. The covers the do covers look kind of similar. L- listen, though. Yeah. Listen. Uh, uh-huh. I have to share it with you because I, I was looking up Asira's Wrath to see how it was spelled. Do you want to hear the people also ask questions from Google? Uh oh. Sure. Okay. Why is Asura so angry? <laughs> is okay. is Asura more powerful than Goku? Oh, God damn it! I knew that was going to show up. <laughs> Who the would win? Yes, but <laughs> Who would win, Asura or Kratos? is asura's wrath just a movie close why did asura why did asura become evil can asura beat dante that's it i thought this was was a great list of questions for a game i I don't know about (laughs) people have a lot of weird fucking questions i people are weird i like yeah Why, why is he so angry that that is what he is. He is anger incarnate. Uh, it's called wrath. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why it's so funny. <laughs> oh, I don't think Asura's Wrath ever got a re-release, did it? No. Uh, no, no, no. I Dragon's would love it too. Something else is getting a re-release. Until Dawn is getting remastered on PC and PS5 later this year. Mm. Well, yeah, it's getting a movie. Yeah, and it's I getting just remastered. I just replayed through this and PS5 version, get whatever, but PC version so more people can play it, that I'm happy to see. I wonder how they're going to like replicate the whole like not moving the controller on PC. Isn't it already on PC? I thought it was on PC. No, it's only on PS4 so far. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, after that, uh, do we have to go over the rest of the show? No. It's it needs to be Kojima. mentioned. It was just a whole bunch of Kojima. Death Stranding Yeah, it was 20 two. minutes of Kojima and Death Stranding. Death and Stranding here's the highlights and a of Death new IP too. featuring Columbia Pictures. Well, the, the All you need to know about Death Stranding 2 is simply this. You're playing as FedEx asshole guy again, and now it seems like one of the bad guys might be a creepy pedo-looking guitarist. Yes, but you get, you, you get to wear animated uh, hands around your neck. I don't think you do. I think that's probably specific to uh, that character. Uh, well, screw that isn't you. I don't know. I, the more you talk about it, the less I care, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, I care yeah, so and, little and, about yeah. that stranding. And even okay, a new IP. I just, I, the new I IP, care. but it's an action espionage game that's also a movie. I mean, what's not to like? Uh, oh, and so yes, that's, that's all he said. Yeah. Oh. 
for for the ten minutes he talked, that's all he managed to explain to people. Yeah. Uh, so great, he's making Metal Gear Solid again. Congratulations. Okay. But Joe, no, there was you? one. There was one more thing they mentioned after that. Yeah, there will God. be another state of play on February sixth <laughs> on Final Tuesday. Seven Rebirth. It's so funny that they had a preview of the of the state of play where they're going to talk about the preview of. <laughs> yeah, like, here's a preview of our know. next preview. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was there anything else? Did Do I, I have miss to anything? Watch that one. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Think I don't plan. No, I think you covered it all. Uh, what'd you think of the state of play? I thought it was meh. There was some good stuff. There was a lot of stuff I didn't care about. There's they just could have uh, cut off all of the Kojima stuff and Death Stranding too. They could have cut all that out. That was all just inane shit. Uh, and they could have cut off a lot of the other stuff in there because, like, most of the games are in there were coming out sometime this year or coming out next year and we know what that means it what that really means is it's we say it's going to come out this year it's going to be pushed till next year and then the year after that so it'll be coming out within the next three to five years what? i don't need to oh know you're about so optimistic Aki. Early. i i think that at least half the stuff they covered actually had a date that it was coming out or, or like Not time frames, year. yeah. There were yeah. there weren't many without a complete <laughs> release date, but it's it's kind of extreme. They kind of went in the extreme other direction too with that Silent Hill game. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, Here here's this. By the way, it's out now. <laughs> I love when I love when companies do that. Uh, yeah, that's that, always fun. <laughs> it was a big thing for a Hi-Fi Rush when Xbox dropped that. Which uh, another piece of news? That. Apparently, data miners have discovered exclusive t-shirts for a Switch version and a PS5 version of the game. It looks like yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is no longer Xbox exclusive. Okay, I'm fine with that. The more consoles a game is on, the better the game does, and the more people get to talk about it. I am I, I love the people who are like, I'm never going to play on Xbox again if this game releases on other platforms. Why? Careful does it shit. take it away yeah. from you? I don't get that mentality at all, but uh, yeah. I think like the the Switch one says like play anywhere, and uh, the PlayStation one says yes, I'm here or something like that. Hmm. But just like <laughs> surprise, we're here. Yeah, I they, they should have made a t. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I don't get the people who like Joe was saying, if this goes to other platforms, I'm never playing Xbox again. But I don't get the console wars thing either. No. I, I don't I get play, exclusivity. I play everywhere. Although I rarely touch my Switch, but I no. do have I don't care where games release, just release everywhere. Don't exclusive bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm tired of exclusivity. It's just out of mm. hand. If you're an indie dev and you can only afford to work on one platform, that's one thing. If you're a major developer, publisher, and you're intentionally skipping platforms, fuck off. Don't do that. Honestly, I I kind of think the same way for first-party games. Because, like, yes, you're going to make more money if if you're like Sony and you're putting it on the PlayStation, because obviously you get 100%, but you'll still get more money if you also put it on another console even if you're only getting 40 percent or whatever mm. of the money going to because that's still a big old base that you'd get fucking zero percent out of otherwise so it's I, I think every game should just be on everything if at all possible i'm even okay with larger studios putting it out on one platform first 
if it isn't broken when it comes out. Yeah. Put it oh, out on one platform and have it work. Get that, have that one come out and work. Then a month later, if that's what it takes, two months, put it on the next platform. Working. We can't do that anymore. The only games that can come out not broken are indie games at this point. So we just give up on that thought. <laughs> Your optimism just again shines through. Uh, PlayStation yeah, Plus lineup for February. We mentioned Foam Stars is already a part of it. Uh, Roller Drome and Steel Rising. So the running theme is three games that are both two words that make up one word. Steel Rising is a good game. Uh, that people will like that. Two words: Steel and Rising. But steel no rising. space. Yep. Roller Drome. One word. Roller Drome. Pants happy. Stars. I love pants and I love feet. Never mind. Uh, Embracer <laughs> canceled an unannounced Deus Ex game, and Eidos Montreal will instead work on a new IP. They also laid off 97 people. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Also, at sucky. least it was only double digits. Yeah. That's that's the sad part that we're happy it's only yeah. so close to triple. Oh, they almost made it. Uh, Sega of America is set to lay off 60 employees in March, totaling about 13% of its workforce. Shit. Yeah. Some good news. Veterans from Volition have formed Shapeshifter Games and are already working as a support studio uh, <laughs> for Clockwork Revolution. Nice. From In Exile. So Xbox swiped in or just swooped in and saved a bunch of people, gave them jobs. So that's good. A, a great little punchline to that would have been if you would have said that they um, that they're working on their first round of layoffs. <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt my soul. Oh, Chris, your optimism shines through like Aki. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Joanna Ferris has been announced as the new president of Activision. She's been with Activision since 2018 and was previously with the NFL for 12 years. Ooh. Was right, she a quarterback? Uh, yes, she was. Uh, she got two Super Bowl rings. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> that's that's two more than I have. Yeah, impressive. Good honor. Uh, Square Enix has absorbed Tokyo RPG Factory <laughs> and has effectively shut the Wait. company down. Hmm. I mean, I knew Tokyo RPG Factory was going to get shut down, but I already I thought that Square Enix already owned them. They, they, I think they owned them or partially owned them, but now they just absorb them and close them and Ugh. just put all those people on other projects or creepy. Who knows? Maybe there'll be layoffs there too, but they're the company that made I am Setsuna, Lost Sphere, and Onanaki. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Spec Ops, the line has been delisted from all storefronts. I have that a friend who huh. really likes that game. Like it, like he says, it's his favorite game. I've never played it. I wonder why it was uh, taken licensing, off. expiring oh, licenses. Supposedly. If they would have given a heads up, that would have been nice. Yeah. Or the people who wanted to pick it up digitally, like you know, when they gave us mm. a, a whopping zero heads up for Enchanted Arms. Thanks Ubisoft for that one, by the way. Mm. I was gonna buy that like that week, and then they announced it was delisted. Are you I'm trying to remember if I own Enchanted Arms? I think I do. It's for 360 I, and PS3. I was going to say, I, I bought it for 360. Um, actually, I think I bought your old copy, Joe. Mm. 
Maybe. I think I think a friend recommended it to me, and I bought it for pretty cheap, uh, a physical version. I'm not. Yeah, it's not like a very expensive game. I just literally can't remember. That's so crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of RPGs, despite tons of rumors, Xbox has confirmed that Visions of Mana is not going to be a Game Pass title. That's a shame. Yeah. But really I'm going to get it anyway because I'm going to support a new mana game on fucking Xbox. I hope they bring more of them. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm just excited for a new mana game. Yeah. yeah. Even when they're bad, they're good to me. I've never played one. It just looked really cool, so I really want to try it. Yeah, it <laughs> looks gorgeous, too. Yeah, it is a very pretty looking game, and yeah. I haven't heard anything bad about the Mana series. Everyone who is like, oh, I'm excited for this, they're all like, all the other games oh. are great, so I'm just like, that just makes me want to play it even more. Uh, folks yeah. Folks usually have a drop-off point for, <laughs> for the <laughs> Mana series. It's, you know, it's different games for different people, but there always is a drop-off. Uh, okay. I just haven't played the one that everybody hates the most. That's you know most people's drop offs, but all the ones I've played, I've really, really loved. Nice. I wasn't a huge fan of the remake of Secret of Mana on PS. I liked that one. The problem is that it kept crashing. I, uh, I played through it with a couple of friends for the uh, weekend um, that it came out because I had a friend that really wanted to binge it and really wanted to do it three player. So we did it. We did it three player, and uh, yeah, the game would crash predictably every two hours or so jeez yeah we got through it. Shit. you want to know what's good though raider biz just came in dropping 200 biddies in honor of our 11th anniversary raider biz thank you so much for coming by dropping those biddies and uh thank you george for yelling out dropping bits to all of us or what do you think of that fucking yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> Last bit of news I have, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth locking in at 145 gig on the PS5. Ouch. I might care if it was on Xbox finally, but it's not, so I don't care. Well, when it hits Xbox, if it hits Xbox, it's going to be 145 fucking gig or bigger because it'll have extra content by then. <laughs> that's a... Wowzers. That's a big one. It'll probably be that big on PC as well, which is yes. where Aki will probably play it. It's probably. It is it's on like my me talking list. with Aki about Forspoken because I'm like, oh, you're going to buy Forspoken on the Windows Store so you can get achievements, aren't you? And then you're like, probably. And I'm like, you're going to hate how big it is. <laughs> no, on my PC, it'll be fine because I have a terabyte on there. <laughs> yeah, I only have a 500 gig solid state drive, which totals out to about four something. And for spoken takes a hundred and twenty gig of that. Like yeah, come see, I have, on. <laughs> I ha I have a one terabyte SSD and I have two uh hard disk drives just sitting in my house that I don't use. I, I uh, need technically I need they're in another, a computer, but <laughs> I need another drive in my computer. So. <laughs> Do you have any I old need computers some that you can just take it out no, of No. No. Oh. Uh, I need like an actual upgrade that I can't, e I don't even know where the fuck the hard drives are in this thing. They're like under a bay. They have to like take the whole thing <laughs> apart. And like, I'm not fucking with it. That's I'm too old for that shit. But, uh, anyone else have news, Chris, any news on your end? Uh, no, <laughs> no, nothing. Aki, I mean, what about you? Uh, go to someone else first. Cause I know I had, some news, <laughs> but I don't remember what it is anymore. I have to go check the news. <laughs> But Aki never has news. <laughs> okay, I found my news. 
but it's one of the last ones because it's it's movie watch stuff. So I swear to God, if you steal my mo- if you steal my article, I will fucking kick <laughs> you. It's in not the your article. It's an article I posted. I don't know what Jacob. you post. Jacob, what's your news? Get it out of the way. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog movie watch. Fall into the abyss. On Sonic the Hedgehog three. Jim Carrey has confirmed he is returning as Doctor Robotnik. No, really. I just want to give a shout out to the timing of Horror Acolytes Raid for Sonic Movie Watch that will fall <laughs> into the abyss. Jacob's gaping butthole. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for the raid. Welcome in, everyone. We are chatting about the news of the week. Jacob is talking about Sonic Movie Watch news with Jim Carrey returning for the third movie. We already went over the state of play and some other news. Just uh, tackling some loose ends right now. So what else you got, Jacob? I, oh, Chris, uh, just, what do you got? Just before you move from that, I was just going to say I actually wrote a... Uh, a tweet today about the Jim Carrey news. Um, So I'm just going to read it because I I like what I wrote and that's a rare thing. I said, (laughs) Jim Carrey is one of the most fascinating people to me because three times now he's been like, I'm nothing. I don't exist. I'm just a void inhabiting the shadow of a person who never lived. Yes. I'll play Robotnik in another Sonic the Hedgehog film. Let's do it. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Some of his, best acting to me but <laughs> yeah he's really good at it it's just so funny yeah. that when he's not playing robotnik and sonic the hedgehog he's just like this this existential like you know embodiment of like the individual. void <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway oh, but- i think i'll leave on that note all right Chris, <laughs> okay. do you have any final right. words <laughs> no no that was it <laughs> enjoy your existential <laughs> void everybody Nice Thank meeting you, Chris. <laughs> Bye and happy anniversary, SML Podcast. Mwah. Love you. Yay. <laughs> All right, Jacob, what else you got? Uh, the only other bit of news that I have is uh, the athlete for MLB The Show 24 got announced. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. of the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was kind of meh, like, why the fuck would you have the Blue Jays? But um, supposedly there is some sort of uh, like a lot like I'm in a baseball group on Facebook and uh, a lot of people were expecting Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves to be on there. But apparently there's some sort of like contract agreement where you can only be on the cover of one particular MLB game at a time. And so he's on he's on the cover for some mobile game, and so he was ineligible. Uh, Why would you choose a mobile game over the show? I don't know. That sucks. (laughs) I know the show cover looks great. The cover for Uh, the show looks great. Yeah, I like it. I'll be buying it again. That's one of the the few games I'm going to buy physical. Just because it's it's hilarious to me to own a PlayStation game on Xbox. So I have That's all three fair. collector's editions so far. <laughs> and they're announcing nice. a new one on the 6th. So I'll find out what kind of weird-ass collector edition I'm getting this year. Probably going to be a hat again. Woo! Yay! That's why. Like, that's why I didn't even fucking bother with uh, the physical <laughs> editions uh, when they first started coming to Xbox. Because like, uh, you don't want a hat. First, well, yeah, that was the thing because it was like, oh, it's a Jackie Robinson edition. Maybe like I'll like see what's involved. 
It's a hat. All right. I'm not spending an extra $30 for a hat. Like, I mean, you do get a shitload of in-game content, too. Like, they, they shower you with packs and goodies with those extra collector editions. So that's another reason I get them. But, uh, Bree, what kind of news do you have? I think we pretty much hit all the stuff I had on my list already. All right. Lloyd, awesome. anything on your end? No, I just came with state of play information and no news. All right, Aki, hit us. What is your huge news to wrap it all up? I actually have a few pieces because I remembered some other ones because I'm oh. awesome. Ooh. And some of them are actually video game related, which is amazing. Um, as everyone should know, the uh, War Thunder forums and the constant <laughs> leaking of military documents. Well, <laughs> it happened again. Uh, <laughs> within the first month of the year, it's already happened again. GG War Thunder. Yeah, and on it, on the documents that were posted, it had NATO restricted posted big <laughs> letters on it. Uh, so extremely <laughs> not allowed to be shared. Uh, it was posted on the Eurofighter <laughs> forums of it. Oh um, so you would think that they would just be like, okay, if you're in the military, you are banned from going even to this place, let alone playing this game, period, and just end it at that point. They would do it anyway. They would do it anyway. Very likely. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're already have... not allowed to share that shit. Like, they're yeah, already but... doing things they, they aren't supposed to do. If they weren't allowed to play the game, I guarantee they would continue to do things they weren't supposed to do. That's possible. Yeah. 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 What other news you got? Uh, uh, look at uh, Joe being realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's uh, in movie slash TV watch. Megamind is getting a sequel movie and a TV series is being released. And I'm excited because I really liked Megamind and I'm probably the only person on the planet who did. That's nope. not a video game. I yeah, mean, there were Megamind video games. And, but... Well, I just said... Uh, that this was movie and TV show news, so... Yeah, eh. I really like that movie as well. Yeah, I, I think it's Yeah, hilarious. fuck you, Jacob. I think they, I think they have the same too, so... Yeah, I, I can't I'm wait. Not, I'm not gonna lie, I honestly hate every... Like, the design of humans in DreamWorks films of that, like, decade... Uh, except for the ones in Shrek, because they were done differently. But like Megamind, uh, monsters versus aliens, like uh, B movie, they're all fucking draw like modeled weird, and I hate looking at them. Just so you know, uh, but he likes looking at you. Got it. Well, well we that's why I don't have my him, yeah. That's why I don't have my fucking camera on, so y'all can't gaze upon my glorious, you know, beauteous countenance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you were going to say. And my last bit of news. Uh, Rocksteady Suicide Squad launched and was immediately taken oh, down. Oh, yeah. How the fuck did we not <laughs> talk about that? Um, yeah. So it, it, was, it launched and uh, people very quickly, because apparently no QA was done whatsoever, uh, they found that they would log into the game and it would just <laughs> say, oh, yeah, you've beaten the game. <laughs> So they could go in and see everything that was part of the game and could share it if they so desired, um, 
which was but did they, a problem. But did they get all the achievements at the time? I'm not or, sure. No one's reported on that part, so I don't think so. I think the game just gave them a 100% cleared save instead. Um, other people w uh, didn't have that, would play it, and then would lose all of their data, uh, making them restart from the very beginning again. Uh, and uh, be careful if you talk about this stupid piece of shit game on Twitter, because <laughs> you can be banned for uh, mentioning the name of the game because it has the word suicide in it, uh, and thereby are promoting self-harm. And you cannot go through their automated bullshit to get unbanned because Twitter's fucking stupid. So you As have I to have call it. Found out. So you have to call it Unalive Squad. I guess. No, you just don't talk about it. I guess because Twitter's stupid and run by someone who has the IQ of a wet donut. It was, I think I, it was Raider I who think asked. You're me. underestimating donuts. I think it was Raider who asked me because I I tweeted out Aki broke the record for speed run for getting banned from Twitter. I was like, well, yeah, what game was it? I'm not, I'm not saying months. what it was. Oh, what did she do this time? And I said, said a game needed QA testers. I'd say the game name, but apparently it's problematic. Good thing our show's too small to review the game anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have tried to go through the appeal process. And it's if you fill out the squad. stuff to, yeah, uh, <laughs> to go through the appeal process, it takes... You know, you have to be logged into your Twitter account. So it takes your email, takes your screen name on there, and it sends that on its own. You can't edit any of that shit. And it, you get to tell them why you don't think it is. And then a computer program responds to you. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you think your account was hacked. No, motherfucker. As I told you already, I, don't, I didn't break any rules. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we can't help you. The end. <laughs> Fuckers. So yeah, no. Elon has off ruined Twitter everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm not gonna bother going yeah, back and, because Twitter's a piece of shit. And it is. Elon. And Joe, I don't think it's that this show was too small to review the game. I don't think they wanted anybody to review it. Oh, I know. I just no, I have to make the joke. We're too small anyway. We yeah. really are. We don't deserve yeah, that. For yourself, that was, buddy. That was part of what happy. I stated uh, was that if they had any QA or had handed out to literally any reviewers, they would have caught the problem. And that got me banned. So, fuck Twitter. Yay. Anyway, we got to get to reviews. We got a lot of reviews to talk about. Lloyd, we're going to let you get going. Thank you so much for joining us and chatting about the Sony stuff with us. Uh, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts, any final words before we let you go? Fuck Twitter. <laughs> it's X, not Twitter. Oh, God. You're banned fuck now. X. <laughs> 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 those, those can be my final words see ya Lloyd <laughs> see ya take it easy alright everyone ready for reviews yes sure. can we fit all seven into an hour sure. I, mean, I, I could just <laughs> be like try. you could just be like hey Jacob what do you think of this game buy it no, you have me, to give actual reviews. Let this caffeinated beverage, and I can speed run through all of my notes. Rock on. Uh, chug it in the intro, because the first game to talk about is Boxes Lost Fragments, developed by Big Loop Studios, published by Snapbreak, 
Released February 1st on Steam for $14.99. As a legendary thief, you're next assignment lures you into a grand and lavish mansion. There you find a series of puzzle boxes designed for an unknown purpose. What should have been a quick in and out gradually turns into your own harrowing struggle for freedom and answers. Bree, what is Boxes Lost Fragments? All right, so you start out in an ornate room. You find this box waiting for you because you're an expert sent to unlock things, and inside is a note and a mysterious key. And you solve your first puzzle, only to be trapped in the building, needing to solve puzzles to find your way out. So um, we find a series of doors that we have to open, and behind each door is locked boxes. And these boxes are like... Let me get back to the boxes. The, the, the important question here becomes, what will we find at the end of all of this? And should we really be opening these boxes? That's, that's, that's the story hook right there. Um, and this is a, a mouse-only game, so there's no controller support. And that's good, because it's a really tactile game. When you're looking at boxes, you're looking at things, you have to slide bars, you have to open doors, you have to turn the keys. It feels really good to play around with all the little things that you find. So all these boxes are full of like clockwork mechanisms with tons of moving parts and it feels really alive. And they all have different themes to them like locomotion and music and film and electricity. Yeah, boxes are meant to be open, exactly. So each thing we unlock leads us to another discovery. Sometimes the discovery involves the impossibility of size as we're transported inside a box that's bigger on the inside. Um, And you have to really look around everything to figure out what to do next. The story is is really told by the environment and the little notes that we get along the way. Like, the best I can probably compare this to is like escape room puzzles. And for each box you solve, you get an item. And when you get all the items from each floor, you have to solve a, an escape room puzzle with, with each of those items. And then you get a coin that unlocks the elevator to the next floor. And there's five different floors with four puzzle boxes apiece. And, uh, and then there's like a final room puzzle on each floor. So there's, there's a good amount of puzzles there. Um, you also, at the beginning of the game, you get a mask. And the mask you carry with you gives you hints. And it's a, it's a pretty generous hint system. Like, it can point you in the direction of the next thing or skip solving part of a puzzle if you're just, like, really, really stuck. And I did actually have to use the hint a couple times because there was, like, a really small hidden button on a pillar on the corner of a box that I did not realize I could slide um, because everything is really just like, imagine you have the box in front of you and you have to touch the box. You have to rotate the box. You have to fiddle with the box. You have to find all the things that could possibly move. And you're doing this with your mouse, which is very, very cool. Um, but the game really is about being smarter, smarter than the box. Um, <laughs> so Jacob's screwed. <laughs> Um, but no. uh, excuse me, I am excellent at fiddling with boxes. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Sure you are. Yeah, there's lots of joy of discovery as far as like finding the different things. Like some of the atmosphere kind of even had like a mist kind of vibe to it, although it is it is very much, you know, moving around these boxes. There's there's like one where you have um it's like all Greek mythology and there's there's a monster and you open the door and he's got a shield and, and you find this thing that runs on like a train track and then eventually you can arm it and you have to kill like it's, I think it's the Minotaur and you have to kill the Minotaur, but you have to um, open the doors behind because you obviously can't shoot him through the shield. And, like it's, it's hard to describe the cool little things that are going on with all these just like dioramas that unfold as you 
unlock more and more parts of each of these boxes. It was very, very cool. Have you ever heard of the game Nog? G-N-O-G. No. It was originally made by Co-op and I believe published by Double Fine. Uh, It released on PlayStation for the first VR and it also released on PC and it's basically solving giant puzzle boxes uh, by moving them around and manipulating them and it sounds very similar to this. This would make an excellent VR game. It absolutely would. Sounds very similar to the boxes. <laughs> but yeah, so um, what was what was the price on this one again? It is fourteen ninety nine. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, if you like puzzles, I'd, I'd say this is a buy it for sure. Cool. I had a good time with this one. All right. Any other thoughts on it? Uh, be smarter than the box. <laughs> ah, not going to happen. I'm Next. jealous. I want to play this game so bad. I want this game. <laughs> Well, maybe next oh, well. time you'll have a better computer. <laughs> I doubt it, because uh, I'll still be here. Um. <laughs> All right, next game is Anomaly Agent, developed by Few Few Games, p- published by Niasu, released January 24th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, and PC for $14.99. Become Agent 70 and stop the anomalies threatening to destroy the balance of the world with memorable characters, unique anomaly bosses, a story full of twists, and smooth gameplay. Anomaly Agent is an adventure to be savored. We hope you enjoy your journey. Jacob, what is Anomaly Agent? Crap. It helps if I have my mic on. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so, uh, whatever. I was doing it to be respectful to Bree. Thank you very much. And generally, anyone who's reviewing. We just we didn't want to hear your heavy breathing. Is that why? Well, I mean, <laughs> was, you know, manipulating boxes. Like I kept, like I kept hearing that. It was like. <sighs> 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 All right, now you're making me sound like Darth Vader. I'm not that bad. Joe, I am your employee reviewing games. I don't get any money from this. I'm a volunteer at best. You get free games. Yeah, but that's not an actual payment thing. And, like, frankly, I don't want you really kinda to declare is. that. It kind of is. Shut you, up. You, because, yo, you do, do you the, the review, to, and for that, IR, you get, like, you 60 bucks. Do you want the IRS to come down on all of this? Because this is how you get the IRS to come down on all of this. So, all right. Next thing to talk about is Anomaly Agent, developed by Few Few Games, published by Niasu, released January 24th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, and PC for $14.99. Become Agent 70 and stop the anomalies threatening to destroy the balance of the world with memorable characters, unique anomaly bosses, story full of twists, and smooth gameplay. Anomaly Agent is an adventure to be savior, savored. We hope you enjoy your journey. Jacob, tell us about the game this time. Wait a second. I feel like I've been here before. Didn't you just read that? Yes. I'm saying to tell us about the game. Are you saying game. it's an anomaly? Oh, my God. I'm going to cut you. <laughs> Please tell <laughs> us about the game. So Anomaly Agent is this uh, action <laughs> platformer that uh, I would. It has some interesting aesthetics to it. Uh, I would like it reminds me a lot of uh, Cowboy Bebop and uh, oddly enough, the Golgo 13 video games that they made for the old Nintendo. Um, just like with how characters move and look on the screen. Um it's a very interesting retro style that they got going for it. But uh, 
you are this cop that, you know, is about to retire, of course, or actually not so much retire, but like you're about to get promoted. But of course, some anomalies pop up right during your uh, retirement part or promotion party, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, and of course, the chief is just like, what the hell? Why is this all happening? You need to go fix this before I let you go anywhere else. And so you have to stop all these anomalies before, you know, they destroy the world one way or another. And you end up running into all these like weird characters, like this girl, like this little girl in the subway system who insists that like her mom is just like, you know, oh, she's right over here. I'm looking for her. Can you help me find her? And it's like, shut up, kid, go away. But then the kid keeps popping up and having like psychic powers. Um, and it's really bizarre. And I, but I do enjoy the fact that, uh, the game does recognize that some of us are old and we suck and we're really just more interested in the story. Uh, and so there is an easy mode, which still has some challenges to it, but uh, that mode is definitely more story focused than action focused. But the game does take the time to like introduce the mechanic and let you play around with it for a bit before trying to throw on the next one. Um, and it's varied enough that, I mean, it, it becomes pretty interesting. I mean, like there's an anomaly that you can, uh, uh, use that kind of works like, um, gravity man from Mega Man five, where it'll like, it'll flip you onto the ceiling and stuff like that. Um, so then you can avoid bullets that way. It's, it's pretty neat for a weird little game. I really enjoy it. Uh, I think you guys should check it out too. Cool. Well, it clocks in at 15 bucks. What are your thoughts on this one? Absolutely. Yeah, I really recommend it. This was this was a really fun game to check out. Very cool. Any other thoughts on it? I mean, it. I mean, it, it's like I mean, like what, like what, what exactly did you want to know about? I, I'm just asking you if you had any fun. Like or the graphics are cool, or like I like when the oh, people explode I, when you kick them. Like I'm just asking for uh, final I mean, thoughts, graphic, you moron. The, I mean, I cut the, you I, twice in one review. Cool. Like, as I was saying, like, it's very much a retro vibe closer to like, <laughs> like a slightly better Super Nintendo kind of like pixelated quality. Um, but as I said, it really like uh, the platform or the action platforming sections. It really has a Golgo 13's top secret episode vibe to it, Ooh, um, good which is a yeah, it's an obscure game. And like, Chris, but if you know what I'm for those references. But if you know, like the game that I'm talking about, and like you watch and you play this game, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, like it." It's very similar to it. Um, so yeah, if you if you like that old game, uh, definitely check it out too. Like Beans. this is a lot of re- like I think retro fans are gonna have a lot of fun with this one. Awesome! It is on my wish list. I will have to check this one out. But uh, yeah, next you definitely up- gotta. Next up is Devil Inside Us Roots of Evil, developed by Mr. Skull Game Studio, which is an incredible game studio name, published by Cubite Interactive, released January 25th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4 and PS5 for $14.99. Devil Inside Us Roots of Evil is a story-focused horror game, plays a priest and help a family with their cursed house, explore, follow your visions, and exercise the evil. Aki, what is Devil Inside Us Roots of Evil? Okay, so um, in this, uh, you play as a priest. Yeah, yeah, exactly as I said. Uh, and it is split between basically two different time periods. Um, the first level is 
more or less a prologue set in, I think, the 80s, I think it was? 60s, Mm -hmm. 80s, something like that. And uh, you go to this house because this woman has called you because freaky shit's happening. And you go in to try and clear it, and some bad things happen. So you're like, okay, I'm going to watch over the house because I did not completely get rid of whatever evil was here. And then it skips to, you know, the 2000s or so. And it's like, yeah, now you're an old, old, old man. Uh, And this family has decided they're going to go on vacation and let you deal with all this bullshit that's in this house. And you spend a handful of days there trying to figure it out. And uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the time you're just walking around trying to find things. Occasionally the house will like awaken or for lack of a better uh, term and will prevent you from going places until you find things and exercise them to open up a new location. Uh, So you have a stamina bar that runs out really quickly because you're an old, old man Uh, and you have a faith bar because apparently people only have a finite amount of faith and then they're powerless to everything around them. Uh, And yeah, so you have to refill those. You can find rosaries to refill. I just love so, that there's a faith bar. Like I'm done facing so, for the day. Well, yeah, like is it is it like it? Because that kind of sounds like the uh, the sanity bar from uh, what is it? Eternal, Eternal Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. Maybe I haven't played that game before. Uh, the faith bar does recharge slowly on its own if you don't use it, or you can find rosaries that will fill it a certain amount immediately. Um, if you you can find some caffeine pills to immediately fill up your stamina as well and health packs for when you get hurt. How many uh, rosaries are, are around there? Like after a few minutes, are you just lot. like, is it just There's like Mardi lot. Gras with beads around your neck? You are balls deep Basically. in in rosaries. <laughs> rosaries. Yeah, I also played this one and I felt I felt like it was pretty generous. Like they even um would respawn in some of the same locations so you can like stack oh, I didn't know that. yeah yeah you don't really ever well you need to use a couple of them really but that's really it because you can just stand there and it'll recharge mm-hmm. and in most areas you use it for a few seconds which will drain like a third to half the bar and then you can just kind of stand there and let it go back and then go find the next item you need to exercise the only time when that you actually need to refill it basically is occasionally there are uh, combat sections we'll call them uh where some sort of monstrosity is coming after you and you have to by the power of christ i compel you it uh back to hell <laughs> uh and it sometimes requires a recharge because there's either a bunch of those things or that thing takes more than a full bar uh eventually you unlock the sanctified holy shotgun uh, <laughs> which is one of the best parts of that entire game, in my opinion, because it is hilarious. <laughs> and it 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 doesn't go off of bullets; it goes off of faith power. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is so fantastically. Is, is dumb. this game like a parody, or is it like super straight about this stuff? It is very extremely straight about it. it that is just a bizarre thing that happens. Wow, that, um, is, that is unique for yeah, sure. Yeah, most of the time you are in the house, occasionally, you know, dispelling evil from it. But sometimes you go into this alternate world, basically this demonic world, and 
that's where you get the shotgun the first time uh, is in there uh, because you kind of need it. Uh, so you have between those two areas, basically. Uh, a lot of this game is just going around trying to find uh, what you need to do to go forward. It does occasionally give you hints uh, at first. So uh, make sure you finish that section before you quit the game. Because if you forget, it ain't going to tell you again. And good luck to you at that point. Um, but it's a pretty short game. You can beat it in a few hours. Uh, it, it's pretty fun. I actually rather enjoyed it. Uh, there are some uh, collectible achievements that I don't have because they're, they're hard, actually kind of hard to find. Yeah, I'm gonna they're have to good. watch a. Uh, I'm gonna have to watch a guide on this. So yeah, uh, Bree, did you find it, them it's all? A short game. It's pretty good. I, I got an achievement for getting lost early on. I, I, that's seriously, I don't, I don't know the name of it, but like it said something about getting lost. Like, like, do you know what you're doing? And I was like, no, no, I, I really don't. But no, yeah. I didn't find any of the secret areas. Yeah, they're, they're little floppy disks, I believe oh. is what they're supposed to be, or CDs. I'm not sure what. Yeah, I uh, also knew something find. at the beginning, like about the bathroom in 1984. Like there was yep. something behind there. I totally missed it. So, oh well. I, I'm I got gonna that one. I missed a one. different one also in that same area. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So even if you miss things and have to wait for, you know, a guide, it's not a very long game. You can beat mm. it in a day. Real good. Oh, well, it's 15 bucks. What do you think? Buy it on a sale. Bree, <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, I could agree with that. I had fun with it, but uh, I, I might wait for a sale. All right, well, moving on. Next game is Tardy, developed by One Wing Cicada, published by Dragius Games, released January 26th on Xbox One, Series X and S, PS4, and PS5 for $9.99. Romato isn't the smartest guy in the universe. He enjoys finding troubles and solving them, but when he wakes up on a spaceship, it was too much even for him. Now, among heaps of weird devices created by a schizophrenic engineer, he's on a quest to deal with crazy machines, solve a variety of vanquished... What? Solve a mystery of a vanished crew. What the fuck am I reading? And try to find a way back home. <laughs> Bree, tell us about Tardy, because I can't read. All right. <laughs> all right so it's a point and click first of all uh the story starts out with ramto and he's in trouble so he hides in a strange ship falls asleep he ends up in a cryo tube um and uh when he wakes up we don't know how long he's been there but uh, there's no crew to be found on the ship he doesn't really know what's gone on and then we find ourselves in this engineer's room with antiquated tech and he's a conspiracy nut like super paranoid but he has like all kinds of codes to follow and and do, do be, like all these different computers and things he also has memory issues and writes everything down which is really convenient for us to solve all these puzzles and try and find our way out of this room and uh figure out what's going on on the ship and um like in his diary there's mention of time travel which might be important to the story later but uh, we eventually find another member of the crew and the dead bodies of the rest of the crew. Yeah. And who knows how long we've been in cryo. Uh, so after succeeding with the first set of puzzles, um, you, you start to feel like maybe there's hope, but then our hyperdrive fails and we have to go find some nearby planet with parts to scavenge and make for the ship. And then, and I don't want to ruin the rest of the story, but there is a dog. You can't pet the dog, but he's still a good boy. So neutral points there. Yay. Dog is helpful. Um, so talk about the puzzles. Um, I felt that the intro puzzles were kind of challenging. 
they required some conversion, some math. Um, you have to you find readable documents in in the different areas. So there's different hotspots you go and you can click on things and it'll be like, okay, this is some computer desk. And on the computer desk is someone's diary and you can read through the diary and you'll get clues. And there's also this little calculator, but it's not a normal calculator. It's some kind of special calculator. And if you read the manual for the calculator, it tells you that you need to press a certain sequence of things that is taught to you in special training, how to open your calculator. And if you don't read the whole thing, you'll miss that there's an entire other set of functions on the calculator that you have to unlock so that you can actually do the calculations. It was very complicated. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And so the, the cool thing I would say is that you can pick out the manual and you can like drag it on the screen and leave it on the side and like wallpaper it on the screen to kind of hold there. You don't really have like an inventory as such. You just sort of drag things around because you might need it on a different console to solve a different thing. Um, I ended up having to take a lot of notes on paper. Um, and, and there's lots of little things to read and, and wallpaper around. Um, it was just a section of like the game. Old school PC gaming at its heart. It, it was. It was. It was an old school <laughs> style. Um, and there's even actually some of the the puzzles that you have to solve are mini games based on classic video games. There's like arcade machines. So like everybody in in this the ship or like the engineer in the ship was like really into this antiquated tech, which you know to us is like just you know retro. But uh, you know for space people, it's like super antique. Um, so antique. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of like a throwback. So there's like a Pong and there's a Space Invaders game that you had to play to get like the high score. And then you find like that's a clue to someone's name that you need to as a password for something. Um, There was a section of the game that I found really cumbersome where you have to scroll around all of the manuals and and puzzle bits on consoles using a pair of broken glasses where you can only see through one side of the glasses. And there was a zoom in the game, but it just it it made this entire like pipe puzzle solving section like really hard to do because you're looking through this like tiny little little thing and oh, you have to keep moving around. There's a screenshot of on the store that looks yeah. really annoying. <laughs> there was there was a zoom I found by accident, which was which helped a lot. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, good dark space synth soundtrack. I don't really, I mean, I enjoyed the music. Um, and the story was decent. Like, overall, I had an okay time with it, but it's like not my new favorite point and click, you know? But, um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was decent. Sounds 10 bucks. What do you think of it? Um, I would say it's like a try it leading towards buy, maybe like get it on sale. But, uh, I mean, it, it some of the puzzles were a little, a little more challenging than I felt like they needed to be. And, uh, but overall, overall, I had an okay time with it. So decent, but won't won't shatter yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, next up, Project Downfall, developed by MGP Studios and Solid Nine Studio, published by Red Deer Games, released February second on Xbox One, Series X, and S, and Switch for twenty four ninety nine. Find yourself in a future city full of gangs, mafia, and other shady people. Become a merciless assassin who works during the day and gets into a killing frenzy at night. Hop in the car, select a destination, and explore every corner of Crimson Tide. Jacob, what is going on in Project Downfall? That's an excellent question. Because uh, Project Downfall is a nonlinear uh, 
storytelling uh, form of storytelling. And it also relies on a bit of like an unreliable narrative relies on a bit of unreliable narrative, whatever uh, <laughs> of unreliable narration uh, from as you discover that your brain starts talking to you and it's like, Hey, by the way, I've been here. Uh, and like, you know, I don't really react well to these drugs, so please don't take too many of them, but you know, let's go fuck up some shit. Uh, and <clears throat> the game like uh how the story progresses depends on how you react to stuff um uh, like for instance one of the missions uh you discover that you uh got off your train too late and so now you're just stuck at the train station uh, until curfew is listed and there's not really much else you can do except uh either hang out in the train station or you can go down to the bar down the street that is allowed to stay open um or there's some Russians hanging out in the bathroom and it doesn't seem like they're doing some good stuff, but you should probably steer clear of it. AKA don't steer clear of it and go fuck up some Russians. <laughs> um, and so you can make these decisions and like how the story will pan out is based on what you decide to do. And so, you know, you could go mess them up. You could not, um, I usually chose like the, you know, I'm going to go mess people up thing. And what happens is that you have these pills that amplify, uh, your powers and stuff like that. And, uh, it, it's really fucking cool. Cause like you can like, just like kick down a, like, I mean, you can kick it, uh, open a door if you want to, but if you're like, you're all hopped up on drugs at the time, that door goes flying and it will kill the first person it touches. Like, <laughs> and so like that thing will go flying like 30 feet. You could do it to barrels as well. Uh, and it acts pretty much like a rocket launcher. Um, and you could just grab weapons, grab lead pipes, and you could, uh, you could do this really cool mechanic where you can, uh, where you're holding the pipe, you throw it and uh it'll hit the person and while they're like trying to recover you can take out your gun then and like start shooting them and then pick the uh lead pipe back up and do it again to the next guy um the gameplay is tough you're gonna die a lot so get used to it um and apparently there are uh like difficulty modes in it i i appear to be stuck on normal which i'm not really complaining about because like i'm having a great time with it but apparently there is an easy mode i'm not sure how to access it but whatever anyway um but yeah so it's just it reminds me a lot of like old school shadow warrior like shadow warrior 3d um those kind of like old first person shooter graphics and yeah it's just a lot of just fucking shit up and (laughs) you know uh talking to like your nonsensical brain and then waking up the next morning and being like, I'm off to work. Bye. <laughs> like, so yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's a, talk a, price on this thing. It clocks a, in. Okay, go ahead. It's a weird, but difficult game, but I had a lot of fun with it. Now you're ready to talk price. Yeah, we can talk price. Okay. It clocks in. I said 24 99. It's 23 99, but it's on sale right now. It's on sale for 20% off on Xbox and 30% off on the Switch. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game at 24 bucks? And what are your thoughts on the game at like 19 and 17? 
honestly, I'd be I'd be more cool with the game at twenty bucks. But I mean, like, I'm not going to quibble over f- literally four dollars on this. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend checking it out. And like twenty or twenty five bucks, however much you're going to spend on it, it's well worth it. I had a lot of fun, and I think I think a lot of our listeners will too. Cool. All right, next up, Graveyard Girls, developed by Delphinium Interactive, published by Penguin Pop Games, released January 30th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5. For $5.99, Graveyard Girls is a Halloween-themed visual novel about complicated grief and overcoming hardships. Collect Elle scribbles to learn about her struggles, befriend a mysterious girl, talk about death and loss. Aki, tell us about your time with Graveyard Girls. Okay, this is a little... Very short Yuri uh, visual novel. Choices don't particularly matter. Um, different choices will get you different achievements, but they all kind of end the same way. Uh, you play as a young girl who is visiting the grave of her father uh, four years after his death on Halloween. And uh, you're not in a good place, we'll just say. Um and you end up falling asleep against his grave, chatting with him because uh, you've taken a bit too many pills. And uh, you get woken up by this girl who's like, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> a reasonable thing if you just see someone sleeping against a grave in the middle of a cemetery. A little weird. Make sure they're okay and see what the fuck they're doing. Fair enough. Uh, you start talking to her. Find out, oh, well... Someone she knows recently passed to. And then the whole game is just about these two talking about their experience with death and the emotions around it and the past that they've dealt with since it and so on and so forth and possibly coming to some decision depending on choices you've made. And that's really it. Uh, yeah, that's that's all there is to it, really. <laughs> I know this one was a kind of a, a rough one to get through. Bree, I know you played it. Yeah. Did you want to talk yeah. about it at all or no? Um, I I I read a lot of this out loud on stream um, of like the first hour and change of the game, and uh, which you know if you're reading fast is is different than reading out loud. So yeah, I would say it's probably not a super super long one, but um, like I personally had to. I had to mute myself a bunch to try and not cry because like some of this did hit me personally. Um, I went through some death recently and um, I think the writing on that part had a lot of good stuff in it. And I really appreciated that someone took the time to write a story about that in that context um, because I found it valuable for, you know, my own experience validating some of those thoughts. And, and I talked about some of that where, you know, some people really brush things off. And there was there was a little bit of moment there where it's like, now nah, here's the real deal. You know, like this, mm-hmm. this shit sucks. And um, yeah, so I, I, I found a lot of value in, in, in the conversation that was going on around grief and, you know, practicing and this- it out. This isn't just written from like a, oh, this sounds like a good story. No, this This was based on someone's own personal experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're writing from their experience. Uh, So 
that so that I think that's one of the big reasons why it really hits home. And one of the things I found out, yeah, it made me cry for sure. One of the things I found out too on social media earlier today is that some of the proceeds of that game are going to some sort of charity. I didn't get any more details than that, but I didn't know that. Maybe maybe there's something to get get in there uh, if if you uh, like the price on that. So yeah. Well, let's talk about the price. It is five ninety nine. What are your thoughts? Worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's so many visual novels out there that are are so much more expensive. And like this one, if you can handle the subject matter, I feel like is a is a worthwhile conversation, even if you haven't had that brush with something. um, But you're curious to to kind of understand the thought process behind something that you will likely at some point have to deal with in your life like it's worth it. Very cool. I am looking. I'm trying to find out what charity the proceeds are going to. I I can't find out which one. Uh, they just said that it is a special community hospital dear to the developer's heart. Oh, okay, so, there you go. Uh, big thanks to Penguin Pop who also gave us a copy of the game to give away. If you're hanging out in chat right now, uh, type exclamation enter and you could get a shot at winning a copy of Graveyard Girls, which uh, easy achievements. Yes. Very. If you want to know how to get all the achievements, click the top option on your first playthrough all the way through. And then on your second playthrough, click the top one once and then the bottom one once and you'll get all the achievements. Yeah. It's, that's uh, rough. It is very it's simple. Yeah. yeah. That's rough. But it's uh, it's, it's worth that. a read, though. I, I feel like it's worth a read, you know, around aside from the achievements as well. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm an exorbitantly slow reader because, you know, blind. Uh, I beat it in like an hour and a half, two hours, something like that. It, it is a very quick game. So even Scotty could manage this. <laughs> but it's worth getting for six. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. All right. One final game to talk about tonight is called Mr. Prepper Anniversary Edition, developed by Rejected Games, published by Ultimate Games. Mr. Prepper uh, released January 12th on Xbox One Series X and S for $16.49. Mr. Prepper is about being prepared. You know something is wrong. The risk of nuclear war is in the air, and you need to get ready for what's coming. Struggle for your freedom and deal with an author. author- authoritarian government i swear i could talk i promise in this survival crafting game includes the mr prepper animal farm dlc jacob what is going on in mr prepper damn it i forgot to turn on my mic again proud Um, of you i guess you could say i wasn't prepared (laughs) 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 Uh, anyway so, uh, Mr. Prepper is a. So, Mr. Prepper is a <laughs> uh, simulation game, and I kind of put that in a loose term. Uh, it is not a 3D simulation game. It is uh, strictly from a 2D uh, side view. Although there are 3D models in the game, it I don't whatever. Um, but pretty much it's like, did you wish you could build like your own fallout uh, vault, but with, you know, some biting criticism of current America. Um, And so you play this guy who lives in this place, uh, lives in this town called Merkaville and the fascist dictatorship, you know, gets wind of how you feel. And so you get sent away to, a uh a camp for a bit and then when you come back you know you still have your house but they took away your car so you can't leave and so you're just like yo fuck this i'm going to become a prepper 
uh and just like i'll have my own like little you know shelter so i could deal with the man and stuff like that and the government agent at the very beginning is like yo i'm going to be making all these regular visits so you know be ready um and thus starts the tutorial which tries to point out all the different parts of the game but then also forgets that it still needs to show you how some of the things work and so it ends up being a lot of trial and error on your part and the um the prologue you know tutorial doesn't end until you've done all uh all cert all these uh listed stuff but then the next morning the agent comes and is like yo i need to check out your house and it's like oh well this is still up in your house and uh you've got a uh you've got a workbench in the back and it's not like you know this is all stuff that could be you know related to uh uh oh god i forget like essentially they 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 suspect you of being like in a rebellion or uh seditious and so Mm -hmm. back to prison goes you in the fucking tutorial (laughs) and then the tutorial and then the thing is you could either like stop from the last checkpoint which is your bed because that's the like sleeping not napping is the only way that you could save the game so you have to get like a full eight hours of sleep and so so at the tutorial it's like once you get arrested by the agent the tutorial gives you the option do you want to start from the last checkpoint or do you just want to start all over again and uh so if you select say uh last checkpoint it puts you right back at the bed you were just at and the agent's already beating at your door and then so you're stuck having to restart the whole damn tutorial sit through like the two or three minute video that starts it off again and i'm just like you gotta be fucking shitting me uh and finally you get through the tutorial and it's just like like you've uh, so there is more to the game and it's just you you gotta build your underground bunker you have to like start having uh like some gardening and stuff like that you have to figure out how you're gonna like light the place how you're going to have electricity, how you're going to be able to get stuff. So you're going to start doing a lot of foraging out in the forest. Uh, You're going to like, you know, grabbing logs for wood, berries, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, You're also going to have people that you trade items with through the mail, uh, because apparently the government doesn't inspect the mail. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. And so, uh, and uh, talking to more people and if like you're good with your trades and stuff like that they'll refer you to other people which will you know open up more stuff that you can trade or buy uh, all that kind of stuff and eventually build up your uh, your little bun- uh, you know underground bunker whatever you want to call it um, and honestly like if the game took more time to explain stuff and the tutorial wasn't built so crappily uh like i think i would have been fine with it um but it's just like it's obnoxiously hard uh especially when you're messing with it on uh with a controller this is definitely a game that was made for a mouse and a keyboard not a controller and you just have to suffer with it and speaking of suffering uh, there is a creative mode for all of us who were just like, yeah, screw this. I don't want to have to deal with the federal agents every single time. Uh, 
you could just there is a sandbox mode it's called creative you cannot get any achievements in it but you do have to sit hold on it gets worse once you start up creative mode you still have to sit through the damn opening video again (laughs) and play through the tutorial again oh and i was just like this sounds like it was a rough one yeah i was not i was not pleased like it it has some interesting ideas but the execution's just not well done at all yeah like let's let's talk price on it quick uh the game itself let me finish no the game itself is 1549 the animal dlc is 799 or you could get the bundle for 1649 first off should people get it no i can't recommend it Second, if people did take the risk on it because they played Fallout Shelter and were like, you know what, maybe I could give this a go. This looks pretty interesting. Do you think it's worth spending the extra dollar to get the DLC instead of buying them separately? I mean, if you are going to do it, then yeah, just throw the extra dollar and get the DLC. Like, I guess so. But the thing is, I don't know what the DLC is like because I never got I never got far enough to be able to fuck with it. So I... Like, I don't know what the heck I'm supposed to do with it for a game that doesn't, like, it just doesn't want you to play it. (laughs) Well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to end this show. Uh, It's been a good episode. Thank you, everyone, for coming and hanging out. We are finished with this one. Uh, Music this episode since Chris dropped by for our anniversary. I'm going to play something off of his, uh, the new album from one of his bands, Thunder People. Uh, the album's called Party at the Gates of Dawn. You can check out the link to the band camp in, down below the video thing. Uh, we'll get a link there for the final episode. Uh, thank all of you wonderful people for being here, hanging out, keeping us company. Uh, thanks to Lloyd for coming on, keeping us company. And thanks for Chris for dropping by and uh, chilling for the news. Uh, does, does anyone have any final words or final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Happy anniversary. Gonna, wait, hold on. You weren't going to thank us? I did. No. I did. When? When? I said thanks to all you people Every for day. being here. Oh, I thought you were talking to the crowd watching on Twitch. Okay, thanks, Bree and Aki, for being here. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for having us. Jacob? Yeah. Jacob? Yes. Yes. Jacob. Jacob. Go what? Hey, go fuck yourself. What? <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. You better get your balls ready. I mean, they've been ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the end. When I pulled up to the party, I didn't know it was a donkey fire, a donkey fire. I dressed up nice for this. Didn't know it was a donkey fire, a donkey fire I told all my friends I didn't know it was a donkey fire, a donkey fire Oh my God, I hate it here Oh my God, oh my God Oh my God